TikTok does not equal video marketing. TikTok also has over 1 billion active users monthly. Some of your target audience is going to be there, definitely. The right question maybe would be, have you really done your homework when it comes to the video marketing space, unless you haven't considered TikTok? It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are Hello everyone and welcome to episode 101 of the SaaS Growth Hub podcast brought to you by growth marketing agency Advanced B2B. Before we dive in, I have to introduce my new co-host Clem. Clem has been the producer of the show for past year and a half and now he's joining me on stage. He's been navigating through the world of B2B SaaS for over nine years and he's now content marketing strategist at Advanced B2B. I say a big hello to all of our listeners. I know I have big shoes to fill. Reta has been such an inspiration, so let's hope I'm up to the challenge. Ah, you'll be fine. It's great to have you with us, Glenn. Now, um, should we jump into the topic of the day? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let me ask you this. Are you making good use of video to promote your SaaS company products and services? I'm asking because today we'll be diving into the world of video marketing and everything it touches. We'll discuss the evolution of how we consume content, video marketing trends B2B SaaS marketers absolutely need to know about, how to produce professional and engaging content when you're a rookie in the field, how to measure performance of your video marketing efforts and a couple of do's and don'ts to help you get started. To cover this creative topic, we invited Nora Sandel, Head of Marketing at Videoli, a leading product video platform serving over a thousand online retailers and brands around the world. So here we go for episode 101 of the SaaS Growth Hub podcast. Hi Nora and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super thrilled to be speaking about video marketing. Awesome. Um, can you tell us a bit about yourself? What's your story? Yes, uh, that's a good one. I think this is also sometimes a bit uh, hard to reflect on. But um, yes, as a kid, I did not wake up and just know I want to be a B2B SaaS uh, marketer. I don't think anybody uh, did that in the 90s. Um, but the early seed was perhaps planted uh, late 90s, early 2000s with, with the rise of internet and all the platforms and uh, website builders and all these small HTML codes you could test out. So um, if we now fast forward 20 years with a business degree and, and uh, that like really profound love for the internet and all things digital... I think it makes sense uh, that I'm now in the in the tech uh, scene and doing things uh, on the marketing side that are quite often uh, very digital uh, when it comes to comes to um, the the tactics uh, chosen, for instance. So uh, this is the fourth uh, fourth B two B SaaS company that I have had the pleasure to work with. Uh, all of them have been very very. Uh, focused on growing the marketing function. So companies needing marketing to accelerate the growth. Uh, and currently I have been working with this at Videoli for just a tad over a year. So uh, it has been very, very interesting to, to jump into a industry that was new for me. So videos and e-commerce and uh, yes, been enjoying the marketing ever since. So. All right. Well, thank you for this uh, comprehensive intro. Um, but yeah, I have a question about trends, actually, because 
I mean, all the trends blog posts that we've been reading in the past, like maybe even 15 years, um, they've been saying how essential it's going to be to invest in video marketing. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's been like 10, 15 years that this has been the, this has been the music, basically. Um, but are we officially there? Yeah, very, very good question. It's very hard to set the date for when a new era officially starts. But uh, when I started working at Videoli and, and really digging more into the, the video marketing and what it means and how the shift has been going, I saw a lot of exactly statistics around like YouTube having over 2 billion monthly active users and that people watch uh, on average 19 hours of video every week. And these numbers are super big. And then I started to reflect on my own life and how I watch video. And I was like, yeah, I think we are quite there now. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> at least we are on the brink or on the verge uh, of, of the video era, I would say. Um, and I think that especially individual influencers um, have been using video marketing for years already. But when it comes to the B2B uh, SaaS context, um, we might be exactly now starting out and tipping our toes into that area a bit more. So maybe not, not, not so that we would have been lagging behind, but I would say that now we are also entering that same era that already has been uh, very, very uh, close to a lot of the consumers' day-to-day uh, -day activities, watching all the videos available out there. Okay, uh, statistics can be everything and nothing at the same time. But um, is there a trend you think SaaS B2B marketers should be aware about um, video marketing? Yeah, I think that's, a, that's a very interesting to think about. And I think the one thing that is uh, good to start with is exactly like why the videos have become so popular. So uh, it's mainly well, one of the reasons is exactly that the video production has been made so much easier we have smartphones you can shoot the videos yourself all of that has uh, definitely accelerated this kind of uh, uh, loop um, but another one is also that the distribution networks like we have platforms completely dedicated to video so that's completely new uh, tactics and channels that we as marketers can explore so that's like the the base of, of this whole uh, shift um, and I think that uh, being aware of this shift and being aware of how this actually has formulated your customers' ways of thinking and how they are expecting to see content nowadays, I think that's the one thing you have to be very, um, very kind of aware of and how to apply that then to your business. Um, so, for instance, uh, for our customers, they are in B2C, uh, often retailers, uh, and they... Uh, for online stores, pictures have been the default for many, many years. So you don't click that to cart button unless you actually see a picture uh, of the product you want to buy. But now the consumers and shoppers there are like seeing so much video in their day-to-day -day life that they feel that, okay, I need to see the video to make that same decision. The video is going to convince me much better than the picture. Um, so taking that into the B2B context, like, what is the shift that your uh, kind of prospects or customers are experiencing and what are they expecting from you? I think that's where you want to really be. So maybe it's not one trend that fits all. It's rather how can I apply the different ways of using video in a way that my, my customers really would like to see it. So maybe one example is that I have really enjoyed is uh, personalized outreach, for instance. So actually getting a personalized video clip 
from, for instance, a salesperson during a sales process that feels like, oh, this was really nice, much better than just the email. So that's one example of how to kind of apply it to how I'm expecting to see video content nowadays. Um, so yeah, maybe not one, one size fits uh, all trends, but definitely understanding that shift should be on the agenda of, of B2B marketers. All right, and uh, actually we're talking about video platforms or platforms that are entirely dedicated to video. Um, and this one is actually uh, maybe a tough one for B2B, but can you even exist in the video marketing space if you're not in, on TikTok in 2023? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yes, I would say yes, you can, because TikTok does not equal video marketing. Um, but the right question maybe would be like, have you really done your homework when it comes to the video marketing space, unless you haven't considered TikTok? So TikTok also has over 1 billion active users monthly. It's, it's some of your target audience is going to be there, definitely. So just completely excluding that from your trail of thought and from your research, um, that that's going to be probably the mistake. But, uh, but yes, you can exist without TikTok because it does not equal video marketing. It's, it's much more than that. Uh, so choosing the right channel should be exactly based on where your audience is, what they expect to see, how you want to engage with them, what you want to uh, actually accomplish with your video marketing content. So uh, yeah, well, my, my answer is yes, you can. But if you haven't actually thought it through, then the answer is no, you haven't done your homework well enough. Um, trends come and go, um, uh, but what I've seen and probably other people as well, um, have seen that there's been a, an important shift from, uh, the polished and picture perfect in Instagram to more, um, real looking content on TikTok. Um, do you think that brands need to be more real to succeed in the video marketing space or can you still go with the polished, um, nice clean look yes polished nice clean look um yeah i think the realness actually also comes from the fact that uh anyone almost can shoot and take a video nowadays so uh, it's really nice that it's more available because previously video pr production has been quite expensive and then you're really going for that polished look so it's nice to have some variation and I think a lot of businesses will be able to, to really utilize that and, and kind of uh, match that to their brand in a much, much more diverse way than, than uh, previously. Um, but I think this ties a bit back also to like brand marketing in a way. So it's not only about your video marketing being real. It's a choice of how you want to build your brand perception and what you aim to accomplish with that. So... If you want your video marketing to support, then the real question is, is maybe like, what kind of brand are you trying to build? Is the polished perfection, maybe limited access type of brand the one you're going for? Then, well, maybe the polished <laughs> video marketing is a part of that. Whereas a lot of companies uh, that I have also seen nowadays are really trying to be more down to earth, more maybe engaging with their customers, having a like two-way dialogue. And for that, I think the more, uh, as you said, like real uh, video marketing style is a much, much better match. So maybe my uh, answer would then be that matching it to your other brand marketing efforts so that it matches uh, and, and ensuring that the choices you make 
uh, are in line with with uh, what you want to achieve. I think uh, it comes back to this question quite a lot. But that being said, I think a lot of B2B companies could benefit from from uh, letting go a bit of the corporate stiffness. So uh, maybe maybe in that sense, it would be, um, yes, the realness is something to really consider also for B2B. So letting go of that uh, kind of corporate style you have been very used to, I think would be very beneficial for many. <laughs> and it is also something that um, what we've been talking about earlier in the earlier episode as well, that um, even in B2B, you've got people there that are accustomed to uh, trends like consumer trends uh, so you need to kind of consider, consider that in b2b as well and maybe that's something that will differentiate you from other people and or companies in the end it's yes. just the people business like it you is. Think, so people to people yes Yes, it is. <laughs> well, yes, you started to talk about, uh, you know, engagement and how to find the voice of your uh, company and uh, working on your brand. But what are the ingredients um, to producing engaging video um, that actually resonate with your audience? Yes, I am not even remotely near a video producer myself, but I have been involved in quite many video projects and it's it, it, it can be a quite complex thing, actually. So I'll try to narrow it down to four points. Um, the first being, once again, going back to the business. So what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? And, and knowing who you are doing the video for. So just having a like uh, epiphany that, hey, I want to do a video and you choose the video as a content type without actually understanding why might be a very tricky starting point. So narrowing down the really basics as in any content production, as in any marketing strategy, I think is, is the number one key to to nail it, or at least have a better chance of, of nailing it. Um, the second one would be to think about the platform that you aim to use for the distribution. So creating a TikTok video is very, very different from perhaps creating a paid promotional, more ad kind of video. So having that in mind already during the production phase and the early stages of that is going to be very helpful uh, throughout the rest of the process. Um, Point three would be to make it interesting. Um, the things such as length and having subtitles, thinking about the voiceover, that, that makes a lot of sense because even though people's uh, attention span has gotten very, very short uh, throughout these years of having just so much video available, uh, people still like to look at YouTubers and, and their like, hour-long episodes as long as they are interesting and they stay relevant. So whatever type of format you are aiming for, try to make it engaging and interesting throughout the whole episode with different maybe hooks or how you build a storyline or how you do it, uh, whatever you choose to go for, keeping up the p person to actually watch the video, uh, that's, that's really, really key. Uh, otherwise they're just gonna close it down and the rest of the video is gonna go to waste. Um, and the fourth point would probably be that uh, video is a really versatile content format. So really explore and be creative. You can do that by exploring different options for the storyline, um, how to play around with music, maybe how to do edits, transitions, animations, effects, how you, how you choose to just build up the video. Um, there are so many different options available. So um, just because you have maybe seen 
a certain type of video type among your competitors, for instance, or you have always done a video in a certain way, try to be open to the new new ways and be creative about it because there are so many options to making the video engaging. So the creativity aspect here, I think, is, is quite good to keep in mind. I really like that you said, uh, you know, it's not because something's been done that way forever that it's the right way. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's a very good point. This exceptional content, if I may say so myself, is brought to you by growth marketing agency Advanced B2B. Advanced B2B is here to drive sustainable revenue growth through a combination of strategic brand marketing and tactical performance, customer acquisition and retention. And it's worth mentioning that Advanced B2B is a diamond HubSpot partner and can help you streamline your marketing tech stack for the future. And that also means setting up and optimizing your HubSpot ecosystem. So whatever your marketing challenge, Advanced B2B will tackle your growth bottlenecks head on with a data-driven approach. If that sounds like something you could be on board with, visit advancedb2b.com. So um, are there any things that you should absolutely avoid when implementing a video marketing strategy? Mm. Yes, absolutely avoid. I think most of the don'ts or things to avoid actually boil down to exactly maybe not having a plan for the things. So if you run into, well, one don't would be, you know, uh, don't forget about good quality, both in terms of the, the filming and the voice and the, the sound and all of that. But if you run into that problem during production, you probably haven't just planned out everything and thought about everything. Um, if you feel that the storyline or, or the editing falls a bit short, you probably have skipped some parts in the planning phase. Or if you realize that, oh, we forgot to add the call to action or the call to action is not clear enough, that's also perhaps because the planning phase uh, wasn't done um, in the best possible way. And the list goes on. So maybe just really walking, walking through the plan um, and having one in the first place, um, being aware of all the steps that the video production actually includes and doing the research well, um, that will help a lot when it comes to the whole execution phase of it all. So, uh, yeah, maybe the don't is that don't go into it without a plan. <laughs> All right. Well, actually about planning and, you know, maybe also producing. What about AI? Oh, the whole potato. <laughs> um, yeah, like I wanted to ask, what's your view on AI generated content? Because, I mean, as we're recording this episode, there is this, you know, strike going on in Hollywood um, with writers and actors uh, basically striking to prevent AI to devaluate their jobs. Um so, you know, if AI can invite itself into super productions in Hollywood, uh, what does that mean for us simple marketers? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, if I have understood correctly, uh, one part of the strike is also about the compensation model and how that all has changed with the streaming services. Uh, and there is, yes, uh, also some worries about chat GPT generating, generating scripts and, and all of that and taking the, the jobs from writers. And also some actors, to my understanding, are worried like how production companies might use their face with AI in the future. So it's definitely a big, big shift in the business models and the market uh, there. So I see that as one thing that definitely is something that's going to change in the future. How exactly? 
uh, I don't know, probably legislation has to has to keep up uh, and, and a lot of that. But there's definitely a lot of disruption in the market if we look at the big picture. Uh, but when it comes to the day-to-day life of a mortal marketing person, uh, I think the generative AI is definitely something that has, uh, has already been creating a lot of buzz uh, in the same way a bit as the discussion around uh, the, the content marketing and writing side of things. So how is that going to affect our jobs now when we have something like ChatGPT helping us out? Um, I've been looking at uh, looking at some videos where professional video editors uh, use these kind of tools to generate parts of music videos and all of that. And uh, their conclusions have been quite similar as the other AI bus conclusions so far. So very helpful tools um, can really speed up the process throughout the way, but the person using them has to know what they are doing. Uh, and, uh, and and I think that's uh, at least so far uh, the same that we see in the AI and, and video combination. Um, so definitely a a tool to help you out on the way, but the like human touch in all of this is still going to be needed. And I think especially with something as visual as video, to really evoke emotions, what you see, you have to kind of believe in that. So the human touch and creativity element and, and making it so that you can trick, <laughs> the, trick the human brain to believe that. Uh, I don't know if AI is there yet, but it's definitely something that's going to be super interesting to look out for in the future. Where will all of this go and how will that kind of shift how we see video and what type of video content we like to consume? So, uh, yeah, it's going to be super interesting to see where this goes. And also AI cannot deal with fingers. So there's <laughs> always you know, a very weird thing happening there. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen this quote, you know, uh, about like uh, coders, creatives, all these different business areas being kind of affected by AI that in order to replace us, the client will need to accurately describe what they want. So we are safe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think the human touch, like how, how we do things uh, and what type of things we produce might change a lot. But I still think that the human touch is going to be there also for the, the video and, and the AI combination. Uh, but um, can we talk about something that is really, I find super interesting, and that's the, the measuring of video marketing. Um, what should be the goal of video marketing? And... Um, can it actually be more than just uh, an awareness generator? Yes, I'm going to answer the second one first or start thinking about that one first, because yes, it definitely can be something else than an awareness generator. And I think it should. So funnel, bow tie, flywheel, whatever you choose to call your your process for acquiring and keeping customers, um, video can and in an ideal world should be a part of all of the different stages. So not just about uh, creating awareness, but actually also uh, perhaps for onboarding, for customer attention, maybe your support border articles could be a video. Uh, we at Videoly have a lot of customers who actually use our videos um, or they see the main benefit of our videos to be uh, better product information for the shoppers so that they can make better decisions. 
So when they go and, and check out some products, they see the videos, understand them better and then decide if that product is for them or not. So in a way, yes, awareness making, but it's about a lot more than that. It's actually about providing more information for the, for the customer. I think that's a prime example of what a video could be when, when used in, in this type of setting. Um, so yes, definitely more than just for awareness. Um, as then for the goal of video marketing, once, once more, it should support your overall, overall marketing goals. Um, but how to measure it can be a bit tricky, of course. If it's about a inspirational brand video, um, maybe the amount of views is easy to get out of your platform or wherever you uh, host the video or however you choose to distribute it. There's some statistics available, but then uh, attributing exactly some specific uh, brand awareness metric to that might be a bit tricky, but the tools are evolving all the time, so that is definitely doable. Uh, and going back to the examples with our customers, we, for instance, help them see how the videos affect the add to cart conversion in their online stores. Um, so if you have the right tools available, you're actually able to trace back some of the, the video impacts on, on real like business metrics as well. Uh, and the more you have that data available, the more informed you can be when you then further iterate your video marketing strategy. So setting up some goals for them uh, and really thinking that through as well in the production phase is going to be very, very helpful because that will then, uh, of course, help you improve over time and see what works and what doesn't. So even though it might feel a bit hard at first, um, do take the goals and setting some targets in consideration because then, then you can kind of iterate going forward from that and make a much, much better video marketing strategy over time. So now beyond the goals, uh, obviously companies want to grow from you know, video marketing as well, um, but can video impact the SEO performance of a website? And if so, how? Um, Yes, when it, when it comes to using videos on your web page, there can be uh, a lot of uh, benefits. Um, maybe we could group them into three different ones. So uh, starting from the different video platforms, as we have already mentioned, TikTok, YouTube, uh, they might be completely different new traffic channels for you. And, and then being active there and, and actually gaining traffic to your website through these channels uh, might boost then already yeah, your your metrics. Um, so, so that's one good thing to keep in mind uh, if you're looking for uh, increased traffic. Uh, and then once you get the people onto your site, uh, increasing the time spent there is, is uh, as we all know, very beneficial for SEO. Uh, and people tend to engage with videos. And if they actually engage with the videos and watch them, uh, you can increase the time spent on your site quite a lot, actually. So let's say you have a three minute video uh, that is very well made uh, and the person watches it from beginning till the end. That's already three more minutes uh, spent on your site. So uh, having a lot of video content available uh, as one type of content format that really keeps the user there usually makes the pages stickier and, and more nice to interact with, which of course then will trickle down into some SEO benefits as well. Um, and what we have seen uh, at our customers, and that is also uh, one aspect of video marketing, is that creating that kind of trust and brand perception and all of that, like um, 
all the benefits that you get out of looking at a video uh, usually also uh, has the potential to increase your conversion rates. So video can be a great content format for, for uh, uh, conversion rates increasing as well. So there are a lot of benefits to, to, to look into when thinking of how to incorporate videos throughout your, your site and, and, and what you could gain out of that. But just, I guess it highlights the, the fact that you need to have the plan. Yes. Never yes. go out without a plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're approaching the end of our chat. Um, but if you were to maybe like summarize your thoughts and just give us like maybe one or a couple of do's and um, don'ts uh, when it comes to video marketing so that B2B uh, marketers know what to do when, uh, you know, they go about their day after listening to this episode. I'm going to start with the don'ts. Um, and, and the don't is that uh, I don't think that video is a one-stop shop that fixes everything. Uh, so I have sometimes gotten this request that, hey, we really need a video. Um, doesn't matter what it says. I don't really know what it should say, but we just really need a video. Uh, and that's quite a... Uh, hard approach to it and will give you a lot of trouble throughout the process. Uh, so maybe, yeah, the don't is that video in itself will not fix anything. So do go back to the planning board, uh, do your research, understand why you are doing it, for whom you are doing it, and you are off to a very, very good start. Um, and, and then to end with a positive note about the do's, I would definitely say that uh, do experiment and test new things um, so needing to have some kind of plan doesn't mean that you should restrict yourself too much be creative think about the options if your plan is to test uh, a specific type of video in a specific channel uh, then then that already is a great plan so so be open to trying the new things there and uh uh, you could ask yourself questions like, um, are there any parts of our current content uh, marketing strategy that we could turn into video format? Uh, are there any of these video platforms such as TikTok that could generate us uh, some awareness if, if uh, we would like to go down, uh, down that path? Um, is there any way we could better serve our current customers through video, for instance? Um, these are example questions of, of how to get started and really trying to see like, okay, what are we currently doing? Uh, could video help us out there in any ways? Are there new things that we are not currently doing where video could be a completely new type of thing uh, and tactic to use? Um, ask these questions and start mapping out uh, mapping out what, how you could apply the video marketing strategy to your business. I think definitely the, the biggest do here is to to just start thinking about it and being being creative about it and and uh, giving it a shot uh, in that sense. Yay, that was a good one. Um, hey, uh, we reached the end of our chat, but before we let you go, there's the fast five segment. Five questions, five short answers. Are you ready? Yes, I think so. <laughs> You're okay. Here we go. Okay. Any book you'd like to recommend to the marketers watching or listening? Hmm. Not a specific book, but I will recommend the Fiction Isle. I think it's important to also not only read business books and things about marketing and growth and SaaS and all of that. So uh, 
broadening up your perspective and consuming different types of literature is definitely beneficial. So I would recommend the fiction section of any bookstore or library. <laughs> Yay. A SaaS company you love and why? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be very pragmatic about it. I love Miro because I feel it's a digital version of something I would do anyways. So mapping out things visually, creating all the mind maps, all of that, and being able to do that now in a digital format has been so nice. So uh, yes, I'm going to go with Miro. <laughs> Excellent. So um, and then what is your favorite platform to read about growth? Yeah, I think there's only one answer if I want to be completely honest about this. And that is a well-curated LinkedIn feed that has an algorithm that has been trained for years. <laughs> and that's that's where I go to most of uh, most of my inspiration nowadays. <laughs> what is the most important growth metric? I think it all comes down to customer retention, however you like to look at it. Um, if I can answer two things... I would on top of that say that for a, a customer acquisition centered marketing person pipeline, but uh, customer attention, it all boils down to that at the end of the day. Okay. And the last one, what is your best advice uh, for fellow marketers? I trust that you have very intelligent uh, listeners that know that testing, iterating, uh, doing your research and, and all of that is super important. Keeping yourself up to date as well. So maybe my tip is to focus and prioritize. Uh, I know a lot of people that know so much about so many things and the best practices for a lot of channels and tactics and could basically outline a whole full marketing strategy uh, in a few hours because they just know so much. But being able to focus, choose what we do today and what is left for someday tomorrow so that we can reach that, I think that's very important if you actually want to see those uh, great thoughts and plans becoming reality. So focus and prioritize, dare to do that. It's going to bring you so much uh, forward. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us, Nora. It was a pleasure to have you in this show. Thank you for the invitation. It was a very, very nice chat. And that's a wrap. I hope you found this insightful. To get more from us, you can follow and subscribe to the SaaS Growth Hub podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. And to learn more about growth marketing in general, visit advancedb2b.com. Cheers.